Hey everyone, this is Kennedy Hawk from the Marvel Champions Monthly Fan Podcast. We're going to continue our Deck Talls 2020 series with Doctor Strange. Now I know a lot of people have played the Doctor Strange Tough Enough Leadership Ally Spam and Give Them Tough Cards Leadership Deck. Leadership is my least played aspect with Doctor Strange, and it's mainly because decks like that are so strong that I just find them to be trivial and not fun to play. So, I made a leadership deck that is not just about dumping tough statuses on your allies and optimizing allies. Instead, this is Doctor Strange the Raid Buffer. And hopefully you see what I mean when we go through the deck list. So, let's get started by looking through the card types. So in this deck we've only got four allies, and they are some of the cheapest allies we could find. So we have zero cost Ant-Man, because you can pour whatever amount of money you have into him, into him. We have Squirrel Girl, Stinger, and Wong. This is a multiplayer deck, so we're not going to focus on just being able to win on our own. We're going to be focus on, focusing on helping the other player. So under supports we have two copies of Team Training and the Sanctum Sanctorum. For upgrades, we have the Cloak of Levitation, two copies of Downtime, two copies of Endurance, three copies of Honorary Avenger, two copies of Magical Enhancements, and one copy of the Eye of Agmodo. So that's 11, 14, 18 cards in our deck so far. We've also got the three basic resources, so that puts us up to 21 cards. The other 19 are events, so again, this is not a deck-thinning deck, but because Doctor Strange is able to draw so many cards with his invocations, I'm not too worried about having a super thin deck to find the things that I always want. Events is where the bread and butter of this deck are. So we've got all of our normal Doctor Strange events. That, that adds up to nine events right there. So it's really hard to deck thin with Doctor Strange. You've got two Astral Projection, two Magic Blasts, two Master of the Mystic Arts, two Protective Ward, and one Mystic Studies. So right off the bat, nine cards stuck in your deck no matter what you do. Additionally, we've included one copy of Avengers Assemble, three copies of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, so we can use Ant-Man, Squirrel Girl, and Stinger to ready Strange and play extra invocations. We've got three copies of Lead from the Front, and three copies of Morale Boost. So this is where we're going to really hone in on the objective of this deck. So this is meant to be a two-player deck, that's why there's two Endurances and two downtime. And it doesn't even matter what character the other player is. I mean, ideally there's someone with three attack or three thwarts or that can get there with their aspect buffs. But really any character, ideally characters that can ready themselves, are going to do pretty great. And the idea is when you're, there's sort of two modes for this deck, right? When you're the first player, you want to make sure you're both in hero form when you're the first player at the start of the turn. Um, because what you're going to want to do is play copies of morale boost and copies from lead from the front targeting the other player. So you're going to want to buff that other player's stats as much as you can. So in the video that I record with this one, we're going to play with Hulk. So you can imagine Hulk's got three attack. If you play three copies of morale boost on Hulk, he's got six attack. Now his Hulk smashes are just hitting for insane numbers. His Every time he readies, he pretty much kills a villain. It's amazing. And Doctor Strange has the economy to be able to do this, right? If I draw two lead from the fronts and a morale boost, Doctor Strange can probably play all of that targeting Hulk in one turn. You can even get Hulk up to three thwart and let him thwart, which is insane. So like I said, a lot of times you want to be first player to get that done because you want to do it before they take their turn. 
These are all events, so you could play them on the other player's turn, but both morale boost and lead from the front are hero actions. So if you play first and you want to flip down to draw more cards next turn, which you might do since you're not focusing on staying in hero form and playing your invocations constantly, you're going to struggle a little bit because you, you want to flip down, but you also want to play these hero actions right away. So a morale boost says choose a hero. So your partner, when you're the first player, has to start the turn in hero form. So every other turn, you and your teammate have to communicate. Say, hey, I'm going to be first player next turn. I know you want to flip down, but I need you to stay in hero form because I'm probably going to draw morale boost and lead from the front. Or if they're all in your discard pile, let the player know, like, hey, you can probably flip down this turn. I'm going to use next turn to ramp. Got it. All right, so the other mode is when you're the second player, right? So when you're the second player, you have to make sure you start in hero form. So when you're the first player, you can start an alter ego, and you could flip and then do all these hero actions. But when you're the second player, if you're an alter ego and the other player wants to use a bunch of base attacks and you have three morale boosts in your hand, that's a real feel bad, right? At that point, you may as well just play the morale boosts on yourself. I mean, Doctor Strange himself does have a readying ability in his kit, so if you get him up to... 5 thwart with 3 morale boosts, you're probably pretty happy thwarting for 10 for the turn. Um, but at the same time, the whole goal of the deck, right, is to buff up another player. We do have one copy of Avengers Assemble, and I wanted to talk about that card for a minute. So Avengers Assemble is a 4-cost leadership event, max 1 per round. Ready each Avenger character you control. Until the end of the phase, each Avenger character in play gets plus 1 thwart, plus 1 attack. So you're going to ready your characters, which will let you do an extra invocation with Strange but you're gonna give all Avengers that buff. So you really wanna make sure, again, that you're, you're playing with another character that has the Avengers trait, ideally, and one that might have lots of Avengers allies, because you could really buff, buff, buff them up. So that's the deck. I mean, Ant-Man, Squirrel Girl, and Stinger are in there. They're mainly in there just for uh, chump blocking and for Earth's Mightiest Heroes. You could, if you wanted to be cheeky, replace Earth's Mightiest Heroes with Strength in Numbers. And in fact, I might even do that when we test this deck out. I think that uh, that helps you get to more cards more often, which helps you play more morale boosts and lead from the fronts. So if that's really your goal, you want to see this deck shine by playing those buffs on another player. Maybe you're playing in four players, so you know you're going to have the opportunity to throw it on somebody. Then you probably want to switch your Earth's Mightiest Heroes for strength in numbers because just that extra economy because you can get up to four allies out there so you could be drawing to nine cards in hero form which is pretty crazy um there is no power of leadership in this deck and that's a bit of a puzzle here so power of leadership would be really good right it would help us get those lead from the front up more often and avengers assemble but really it's you know lead from the front avengers assemble ant-man squirrel girl team training there's not a ton of cards that it affects. I really like to, to fit those power of cards into Doctor Strange decks because they help his magic blast trigger the all of the above more often, but it just didn't work out in this Doctor Strange raid buffer deck. So that's the deck. Let's look at the cost curve really quick. I mean, we know Doctor Strange just has insane ramp, but the, the cost curve in this deck is actually really good too. So we've got seven cards that cost zero. Now one of those is Ant-Man, so not a true zero, but we're going to count it for now. 16 cards that cost one, so we're up to 23 cards already. 10 cards that cost 2, so 33 cards, 2 and under. Plus our 3 resources, 35 cards, 2 and under. Oh, excuse me, it's uh, 36 cards, 2 and under, right? 16 plus 7 plus 3 plus 10. 
We've got three cards that cost three. That's two Magic Blasts and a Wong, and one Avengers Assemble at four. So your cost curve is significantly low. There's not as much zero cost as I normally like to have, but, I mean, you have 16 one-cost cards, so you can always do multiple things in your turn, which is great. I think this deck is really fun. I think it really shines in multiplayer. You can do it in solo. In solo, you probably want to keep those Earth's Mightiest Heroes because you can want to ready with Strange multiple times since you'll be buffing yourself. Um, but in, in multiplayer, probably drop those for a strength in numbers. So this is a new take, or at least for me, a new take on Doctor Strange leadership. It's all about helping other players and less about being that self-centered sorcerer that we all know Doctor Strange truly is. So hopefully you can try this deck out this holiday season.